What would you say to anyone who's had anything negative to say about Poster Boy at all? Well, first of all, to all those haters out there, I'd just like to say... How's it, guys? I'm Nasipi Zwane, and I'm back with another episode of Sledge Underground Podcast. And today, I've got Keegan of Poster Boy. My brother, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks, and you? I am doing good, thanks. Now, obviously, this is my first time on camera like this, so if it looks weird or if it looks odd... I don't really care because I know that we're going to improve. But uh, let us know in the comments what you guys feel about the new content and how it's been going in terms of YouTube. Um, is this something that we should continue doing? And obviously, in terms of the show today, we're going to be talking a lot more about Poster Boy, uh, one of the most exciting bands to come out of Durban in recent history and also uh, one that is not without its controversy. Bro, is there anything we can't touch on in this interview, just by the way? Uh, no, we're an open book. Anything you'd like to ask us, go ahead. Yeah, so as I said, we are obviously here at Platts as well. Um, and we also, Keegan and I want to learn, as you can see, we've got their mascot here. Keegan, tell me a bit more about you guys' mascot. As we were talking, you know, before the show even started, uh, we mentioned that one gig at the Vern uh, where your previous mascot got stolen. So sort of give me some background insights in terms of the origins of your mascot and where that other one actually ended up. Okay, well, um, this is Cody. Cody, the poster boy, the poster bear, as we like to call him. <laughs> And yeah, basically, um, when we formed the band, we really wanted to be inclusive to all different types of people, yeah. females, uh, people on the LGBTQ community. And yeah, because of that, we chose our branding to be pink, to be more inclusive. And somewhere along the way, <clears throat> uh, we ended up with a, with a bear, which basically represented our brand and our, and our cuteness and our, our sort of ability to take rock, but also make it pink and yeah basically uh every show cody comes with us this isn't the original cody as nasibi said yeah and yeah um so we last year we played a bunch of gigs and we took him with to every single one and um we played a show at the Vern in yeah. howick yeah. and unfortunately well, one of our fans actually ended up stealing uh cody the poster bear and yeah it was it was very upsetting for us you know we yeah. we were quite close with that bear and yeah eventually um we did find out exactly who stole him but unfortunately uh we weren't able to recover the bear damn dude but i mean you got a really awesome new one here which is really dope and you did mention as well that you guys are going to be selling some of them as well so uh, mm -hmm. i feel like it's such a good sort of marketing type thing because as i say like you know what makes you guys different is that the way that you guys do things it's just i haven't seen any other durban band doing it the way that you guys do it you know um you know in terms of i remember this one time you guys released like ashtrays and uh obviously with the bear and just the stuff that you guys do so what sort of amount of thinking goes into that, you know, in terms of marketing and such? Is this something you put a lot of thought behind or is it just like, hey, let's, let's wing it and, and just go for it? Yes, of course. So um, <clears throat> some of you might not know this, but I'm the bassist of the band. Mm. Um, one of two halves of the band. The other half is, is Simon. Yeah. And um, Simon focuses more on the marketing side of things. Okay. Whereas I have a background in business and entrepreneurship. Nice. And that includes I'm um, running the Splashy Fan merch store. Nice. And I've been doing that since I was about 15. And in that, uh, I gained a lot of experience with like merchandise and different sort of items that you would sell at music festivals. So obviously, based on that experience, I decided to implement it. And yeah, you guys have actually played uh, Splashy. And it's interesting that you mentioned, you know, obviously running the, the merch store there, which is an incredible experience and something good to have on your, on your CV in a way. Um, when you look at you guys playing Splashy, you know, would you say it's, it's been your biggest show so far? Right? Um, I think for sure. For yeah. me personally, um, I've been going to Splashy since I was one years old. Yeah. 
think I've been to over 20 splashes and yeah. it's always been my dream to play on that stage yeah. and yeah it was a truly amazing experience for me to to finally go and do yeah. that you know how do you work yourself up to a point where you're now playing splashy because we see so many durban bands that'll start up um some of them do make it you know to splashy but um you know is there like a secret formula um is there what, what how do you well, get to, to that i level? think most importantly it's it's hard work okay but um on top of that you know uh there's a common trend amongst durban bands which is pretty much just to release one EP and then sort of disband, Yeah, you know? And I think uh, in, this, in this industry and social media nowadays, everything is so competitive. And you know, what really gives you the edge is just to continue on and, and just to not stop, you know? Mm. You miss 100% of the chances that you don't take. And a lot of people, um, they give up too easily. And mm. yeah, if you can just persevere and continue to try hard and give your very best, Mm. then this world is going to give something back. Mm, that is very beautiful indeed, man. And, you know, obviously with the hard work, it obviously, you guys are also super smart with the moves that you guys make. Um, and as I mentioned, the marketing and so on and so forth. Um, you guys also basically run Reverberate as well. Obviously, the interview is about Poster Boy, but it's, I feel like I think of Poster Boy and I automatically think of Reverberate as well. Mm. Um, do you guys feel like you have an edge at all, you know, running sort of like an events company where you're able to book other artists as well and you're doing a really good job at it? Shout outs to you guys, obviously. Um, but do you feel like you guys are in a good position to sort of know what is expected of maybe a band when it comes to you know events organizers and such has reverberates running reverberates helped you know propel maybe poster boy further as well 100 percent. you know um when we first started poster boy we didn't we didn't expect to start reverberates but yeah. we started the band post cover 19 as all the bands on sludge underground have started yeah and um yeah, because of that, there weren't very many gigs around and we didn't really have any opportunities, especially in the alternative scene in Durban, mm. as, as we're all well aware. So we didn't really have any choice but to sort of start our own company. And when we started off, we were very clueless as, as we were with the band. But uh, through perseverance and learning through our mistakes, we very quickly like gathered the skills and expertise to, to put on these events and it's been a huge uh, booster for our band you know yeah. from the get-go we were able to to have fans and a crowd yeah. and play shows as we wanted you guys are getting fans you've got a crowd you're playing splashy all these big shows give us some tips you know in terms of what sort of like band etiquette you know like what sort of um practices should people sort of have when they're looking at maybe getting booked as consistently as you know poster boy is getting okay well i would say the first thing is is basically just to organize your band well you know make sure that the members know exactly what their roles are and if you guys con can contribute outside of the music that's mm. very important you know mm. um in our band I handle all of the business aspect side, all the booking of gigs, okay. and Simon handles the social media. That means that we uh, have more time, basically, to focus on, on other things. But yeah. I would say, most importantly, um, we spent a lot of time and energy thinking and talking about like th the other aspects of the band besides playing the music. You know, yeah. The music was a very small part of that, and the admin was a very big part of it. Mm. Uh, the music sort of came naturally to us, but... The admin part didn't and that was really what we had to focus on was the business side of everything um yeah but i would say what really gave us the edge of other bands in durban is that we just played a, like a lot of shows last year probably yeah. more than any other band yeah. and that gave us uh, a lot of experience and you know i think new bands they form and they they have a lot of things that they need to get done recording 
social media and it become it can become overwhelming but yeah. you know the best way to create a fan base is to play live and engage with your community and your fan base yeah as poster boy and obviously being you know one of the bands i would say you're one of the bands that sort of brought back the the excitement you know into the durban scene um as it hadn't been as good in quite a long time um as a band that's been moving within durban Um what are your thoughts on the scene and how it is currently? Yeah, I think that um we're definitely like progressing forward. Um obviously post uh, COVID-19 the close of the Winston was very different for everyone, you know. It went from one venue to multiple venues that maybe didn't have the same crowd of alternative fans each week. And yeah, it's been difficult for everyone involved. And yeah, you know, um scenes build up and then they die down and it's it's a common progression. I think with amongst the bands in Durban one of the best things that we can do is encourage uh bigger bands from around the country and around the world to come and stop our Durban to encourage more people to come to the shows you know mm. because uh right now we have some amazing bands in Durban we really do they're super talented but unfortunately there's only so many bands that's that event organizers can choose from and yeah. if we don't reach out and bring more people from across the country then I just worry that you know bands can grow so far until they're headlining a show but how many shows can you headline in a city in a year you know mm. we need to have other bigger bands that we can open for and it would yeah. be really cool to just get those bands that are coming to Cape Town and Joburg to also come to Durban. Do you feel like uh Durban is a bit underrated as well in terms of, you know, just what's happening and sort of like this revolution basically that's been happening and the resurgence over the years. Do you still feel like it's sort of like underrated compared to maybe Joburg and Cape Town? I think that there's a common misconception surrounding the Durban scene and the music, you know. Like I said before, the bands are amazing. They're just as great as the bands in Cape Town and Joburg, but we don't have the same facilities that they do in terms of playing live shows, in terms of uh recording studios yeah. and engineers around. So it's becomes a lot more difficult to gain access to the resources that you need to grow yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Do you also feel like there's um do you feel like there's enough sort of like collaborating within artists and events organizers as well? um or do you feel like everyone is sort of like in their own little pockets and such this is something that i've seen mainly in the hip hop sort of scene where mm. it seems a lot more divided um and there's like less unity within that space um whereas i've seen more of the unity within like the alt space but you're someone who's sort of like deep within that sort of realm so according to you um as the bassist of poster boy um would you say there is are we collaborating enough as you know creators within the alt scene yeah i'd say that um there is a fair amount of collaboration going on uh because our scene isn't as big as other scenes you know naturally um there is going to be competition developing amongst uh different groups of people and sort of niches within the scene yeah. and i think that competition is very healthy yeah. although like more collaboration would be better for the scene this co- healthy competition that's developing right now mm. is good for everything that's going on and i think that um if we can just build this uh the small niches that we have eventually yeah. it'll grow and the collaboration will come within the small niches that are currently growing. What would you say to anyone who's had anything negative to say about Poster Boy at all? No matter how big a person gets, there's always going to be people who love you, there's always going to be people who don't mm. really rate you like that. So, what would you say it sort of boils down to? Well, first of all, to all those haters out there, I just like to say that they're peanut butter and jealous. We like to do things without considering what other people are doing, you know? Okay. And 
uh, I mean, obviously we want to be considerate of people, but we don't necessarily look at what other bands are doing and try and emulate that. Yeah. And because of that, we might push buttons and do things outside of the norm and outside of uh, the societal sort of expectations that might confuse people. Mm. And yeah, I think at the end of the day, me personally, I'm a very outspoken person. I like to say what's on my mind, um, regardless of whether it's the right thing to say with a normal conversation. And yeah, I think maybe I have caused some issues with other people amongst the scene. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, everything that's that I've done has been for the benefit of Poster Boy, which I believe you know, is to meet our goal of, of growing the scene in Durban and growing our band specifically. Mm. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I would obviously also just to add to that, I feel like if Poster Boy is benefiting as well, would you say Durban is benefiting? Because, I mean, obviously it is a Durban band and we want to see a Durban band do well. And having a Durban band play splashy and such, do you reckon mm. the success of like any band within Durban would be good for the greater, you know? Yes, I think that's all Durban bands should be pushing further than than they are right now you know mm. i think um anyone that has goals that are realistic yeah. um i mean maybe that might be the the normal thing to do but people that are have goals that are unrealistic that are almost impossible those are the people that really drive the world forward you know not just the music scene but i mean if we can <clears throat> if we limit ourselves by thinking oh this is what's the, this is what the people before me did mm then we're never going to be able to break those barriers and and progress as a as a nation as a society why is it taking you guys so long to uh, get obviously like a new drummer um obviously we did come from josh was the initial guy if i'm not mistaken yes um and then obviously if i remember correctly i remember shane being there for a bit or if he played one gig yeah. carl was in there mm-hmm. um you guys have been cycling but you finally landed on someone really dope yeah so what is taking you guys so long why has the process taken you know this long and maybe if you can even jump into why maybe josh left obviously you guys are still good i'd assume mm-hmm. but uh get in, in a bit of the drummer situation for me cool well um I guess it all boils down to how the band started and that was with me and Simon um, basically just having an insanely close and amazing relationship where we both shared an an insane vision to do something that most people wouldn't even like attempt Mm. and we were really passionate about our band and our music and our shared vision and it's been extremely hard to find a drummer that shares the same values and passion as us. Mm. You know, Josh was an amazing drummer, he's a super talented person and um, yeah, it was amazing jamming with him. We really love him, and it was it was an awesome experience, you know, yeah. last year. But um, uh, some people don't necessarily um, want to become famous and want to be in a big band. You know, yeah. a lot of musicians are mainly in it for for the music. You know, okay. And as much as we are in it for the music, we still have uh, a lot of goals that we are driven to to push for and um unfortunately with josh his goals just didn't align with uh with mine and simon's and yeah he he really wants to be in a band where he doesn't have as much pressure on him to play gigs and play bigger shows like splashy okay and i think that's awesome you know because um as much as there are bands that are pushing to do the impossible yeah we still need people that are playing music for the love of music Mm. and and yeah i think that it's it's two halves of the same coin yeah and your new drummer you know how things been going our new drummer david has been amazing um he i don't know how we found him he was (laughs) 
he's been playing in his studio for over 10 years mm. and yeah he's actually from an amazing musical family nice um yeah thanks to david we have been working with <coughs> a new producer also named david yeah david birch from the band squeal and nice. uh yeah we're just super grateful to be working with such an awesome producer working on our our, our upcoming album which we're going to be releasing uh, as singles throughout the course of next year yeah. and yeah you know um Dave Birch is just an amazing producer. He's he's worked with acts like Polytones and just had does some real amazing work. And from what we've heard of the music that he's been mixing of ours, it sounds really good. And we're super excited to share it with with everyone. Yeah, that is a hundred percent cool, man. That is really dope. Now, obviously, you just wanna we almost at the end of the show, but I do want to find out more about what's coming up in terms of you know future plans. Um, what can we sort of expect from Poster Boy? Obviously. We are sort of like at the tail end of 2023. Um, if there's anything remaining within this year, tell us a bit about that and obviously plans for 2024. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure by the time this interview has been released, we would have been on tour in Cape Town. And yeah, I guess for the rest of the year, we're going to be touring around the country. Some of the places that we haven't been, like the Western Cape and Cape Town. And yeah, basically we are working like with Dave, like I said, to produce our music for you guys. Um, yeah. It has taken a bit longer than expected, but that's because we just really want to pour all of our energy into the music and make sure that it's it's great for the fans, you know? Um, we're working on recording a couple of songs so that once we do start rolling them out, there isn't as much space in between releases. But for now, you guys can stream us on YouTube. Uh, you can find us on all socials at Poster Boy Band. Um, we have a couple of live videos on YouTube and yeah, that's where you can listen to our music for now. That is really cool, man. I want to have like one final segment here. And this is in no way trying to promote any hatred. This is more of just a highlight and just to show you how rich Durban is in terms of, you know, the talent that is there. Now, if you, obviously, as someone that uh, operates Reverberates and you're also doing Poster Boy, um, say, for example, let's say 50 Cent. I don't know. It's a terrible example. 50 Cent comes down to Durban. You need to put together a lineup. You need to recommend one hip-hop artist to him on his mm. lineup and you need to pick between China the artist and Peg who are you picking oof, oof. and why Aish, uh, I think unfortunately I'm going to have to go for Peg <laughs> <laughs> I love China China shout out China he's yeah. amazing he's amazing he's one of my homies Peg and China both my homies um, but unfortunately Peg just has some mad talent you know that man he was born talented and yeah, yeah um, a funny story is that <clears throat> I've actually known Peg for quite a while yeah. and when I'm a couple of years older than him when he was about 9 or 10 years old I actually told him like Peg dude you got a dope voice like yeah. don't don't waste that man and yeah. I feel like I might have had a little something to do with that Peg so nice. you know I gotta go for that <laughs> man <laughs> oh wait shout out bro and then obviously he's coming down he needs to play a show at one of the Durban venues uh, obviously we have the options of Robson's, we have the options of Westville Warehouse. We've got the Vern. You need to pick one. You're like 50. <laughs> pick one of these events, bro. One of these uh, places that you can play. Which one would you go for it's, and why? It's got to be the Vern. The Vern goes so hard. Yeah. I've never seen a group of people get as drunk as they do at the Vern. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. <laughs> We're proper. One final one. Who is in charge of organizing the show and all the acts? So obviously in Durban, we have... People like Sons of Shame who mentioned that they're operating, you know, doing gigs as well. Um, we've got Red Door Productions, which is uh, Matt and Jamie. Shout out to them. Um, I don't want to put in Reverberate because it would kind that, of be unfair. That's unfair, yeah. Already there. But then you also have Durban Rock City. 
So you'd have to pick one of these to organize the events. Who do you pick and why? Um, it's got to be Red Door Production and Matt's. Um, Matt is an amazing sound guy. I'm not too familiar with Jamie, but uh, they really are some amazing people and the events that they put on in Durban are insane, you know? That is perfect. Uh, listen, Keegan, I want to thank you so much for joining me, man. I really appreciate this. Just learning a bit more about the band and just the scene as a whole. It's been really amazing, you know, coming through from someone who's been at this for quite a while. Got to learn how to, you know, get into Splashy or what's needed to get into Splashy. We got to know, you know, about some of the other Durban creatives and, and all that there, what's coming with the band. So I'm super stoked that you took this, uh, this chance and uh, we basically had this interview i hope it wasn't too bad would you come back to the show at all yes i love sludge you guys are doing so much for the scene in south africa and especially in durban and yeah just keep it up bro anytime you want us back we'll be here hopefully with simon next time yeah you better come through simon i want to thank you as well the audience for tuning into this amazing episode for all things sludge underground we've got our website www.sludgeunderground.com and that is where we basically get all our episodes and everything that you need uh the merch is there as well sludgeunderground.store do support uh, and obviously look out for some of the poster boy mascots that will be coming out soon where can people get those once they are um we will be releasing an online store through whatsapp Sweet. which we'll be linking on our socials uh coming january next year nice nice that is dope so do check that out and uh yeah we're going to be closing out what's the best sort of um poster boy song that we can maybe link with um if you like right now yeah okay. um yeah i guess we have midnight missions on youtube uh find us on all socials at poster boy band mm-hmm. and yeah if you want to hear peg and poster boy jam midnight missions love it splashy Sweet guys, until next time, from us, Keegan and myself, we are Platts. Um, we'll see you guys next time. It's bye for now. Trying to get all of these listeners to just take me seriously. I'm working. Hey, the amount of people. Sweet. Bro, please tell me the phone is recording. I will die if it wasn't. I have a little. <laughs> 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 I can see that.